Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Out of the horde, welcome to an all new clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Kaw Wild, still on the DL, but we'll be back any day. Not with me tonight is Burbank Hank. He is on some pretty excellent Hollywood set with comedy royalty. I'm not allowed to say, so just pretend you didn't hear that. Hollywood Hank not available for the big show. After last night's super sloppy double dare double you over the Spurs, so many turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. We got it's like a bake sale. Turnovers for sale. Turnovers, free turnovers. Speaking of free, I gave out so many free Clipcast caps last night. No cap. It's all true. Gave them out. I love to spread the Clipper love. Love to spread the Clipcast love. We got so much love from Clipper Nation on this massive Titanic. Except we're not sinking, folks. This Clipper ship is not sinking. We got a massive episode. While Hollywood Hank is out there working with comedy royalty from SNL, we are talking to Clipper Nation royalty from ClipsNation.com. We've got known French Jeopardy champion. I didn't know she was a Jeopardy champion, and we didn't talk about it. But we're going to talk about it next time we talk. But anyway, here's... Paris France's own Sabrina Marchand. Allez, bonjour, Sabrina Marchand. Je m'appelle Christophe Kowald. Here she is, Sabrina Marchand. I mean, I, I would think that, like, my uh, demeanor suggests, like, not French, but, you know. <laughs> you never know. You never know, you know. <laughs> Uh, Clipper Nation, I am here with Sabrina Merchant, who basically runs ClipsNation.com. Where can people read your stuff, listen to your podcast, et cetera, Sabrina? Yeah, so like you said, um, all of my written work is at ClipsNation.com, and basically everything I write and talk about can be found on my Twitter account, at SabrinaJM. Okay, so we are talking before the Clippers are about to shellac the Spurs. Is the 1-4 start more indicative to what this team is? or the seven and one response, or is it somewhere in between? Well, I think saying it's somewhere in between is kind of boring, so I'm gonna say seven and one response. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that, that one and four start, like they didn't have a tune for a game. Marcus Morris was clearly not himself when he tried to play, and they literally just could not buy a basket. Totally. Which I don't think is representative of what the Clippers are gonna be going forward. I obviously don't think they're gonna shoot as well as they did last year when what, seven guys in the rotation shot 40% on threes. But right. Best three-point shooting team of all in time, NBA right? history. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think the offense is going to look like that, but I definitely don't think it's going to look like what it did in that one-and-four start. So I'm more inclined to think the 7-1 and response, which admittedly was against a nice stretch of schedule, mostly at home. So we're not expecting a, an 87-and-a-half win percentage for the rest of the year. But I'll take it. You know. <laughs> were you ever – I knew – confidently that nothing was wrong uh but i was inside silently dying 
Uh, what was like the biggest red flag for you in that first five games? The Memphis game really stuck out to me because the defense was just all over the place. Yeah. And this has actually been a pretty good defensive team this yeah. season. Uh, even without Kawhi Leonard, they just have really strong principles. Um, I think Zoo was pretty bad to start the year. Oh, yeah, And horrible. he has been so much better. Like, there are limitations to what you want Zubac to be doing. I think just keeping him as close to the basket as possible and letting Batum handle the stretchier guys is definitely the blueprint they want to follow. But him being just like an above-average rim protector was not there to start the year. Right. And that change has been so important to how the Clippers are able to function going forward. I was really shocked at how little tinkering Ty Lue did with the starting lineup. Yeah. Because last year he tinkered quite a bit early. And this year he really kind of hasn't. Yeah, I guess he just likes the energy with, you know, Luke and Terrence off the bench. And... I, I am interested to see what happens when Marcus comes back. Is it totally. another situation where he agrees to come off the bench and then they put him back in the starting lineup? Or do we just decide that Nick Batum is a better player at this point in their careers, which I think we're there, that Nick Batum oh, should be getting as many so minutes as possible. maybe it is Sabrina Marchand <laughs> and not Sabrina Merchant. She's very pro-France. Nicholas Batum is the only French knight in the NBA and certainly on the Clippers. That Mar is correct. Marcus the only Morris one. has his number hanging in the rafters of in Kansas, the cathedral sure. in Kansas. <laughs> But they haven't knighted him, to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. No no knighting for Marcus Morris. Is Bledsoe back? Is he? Is it a work in progress? Did he freak you out like he freaked me out in the beginning? So he had a really good first, like, 70 minutes of the season, right? right. He was very yes. good against Golden State. We were watching the Bled show. Right? Yes. Delightful. I thought he had a good preseason. Um, I had very high hopes for Eric Bledsoe. I was I a big Bledsoe fan back in the day when yeah. he was on those Vinny Del Negro teams. Uh, I think this is probably closer to what we can expect from him. I mean, I'm not expecting him to confidently walk into pull-up threes like he has been the last two games, but if he can hit a cat and shoot one, like, that's great. That's all the Clippers really need from him. He's getting the ball into the paint. He pushes the pace. It's good stuff. I like Eric. Last two questions, and then I'm going to let you go. First question is, look into Sabrina's crystal ball and boldly predict when Kawhi returns? It's a great question. Um, I'm not known for them, so thank you. It's a little foggy in my crystal ball, I gotta tell you. Uh, a lot of haze here. Right. Um, I think Kawhi Leonard will return March 21st. Oh, genius. I'm not even looking, I have no <laughs> idea when that is. I don't is. even know if the Clippers play on March 21st. Yes, but it's no, you the heard it here first. Spring, that's what I'm suggesting. You heard season, it here, Clippers Nation. The arrival of Kawhi Leonard. The vernal equinox. <laughs> Kawhi will spring forth from off the DL it's or It's a nice IL. story, isn't it? Yes. We're all and then my story. last question, gosh, I had one prepared and I knew what it was a second ago. Sheesh. Oh, I, my, my last question is, what was my final question to you? <laughs> oh, oh, do you think we ever go back to the damn locker room? I miss it. Oh, that might even be harder than the Kawhi Leonard question. Uh, Kawhi certainly returns before God, we return so. to the locker yeah, room. Yeah, I, I don't think the locker room's happening until next season at best. Is it harder to do your job? It's less fun to do my job. It's totally less fun. Because I think so many of the great conversations that you have with players are when you're not recording them, when you're just standing next to them yes. talking. And yes. uh, it's just easier to build a relationship Absolutely. when you get to talk like that. There just aren't a lot of good opportunities to have casual conversation anymore. Um, my hope is that, you know, they changed the access for the playoffs last year as the year went on, right? Uh -huh. So maybe there'll be an opening. 
Yeah, we have post-game yeah. press conferences where we're actually allowed in Correct. with the players. Correct. Yeah. So that's like we're inching back I mean, towards that. We, we really need the locker rooms back. I just worry that the, I understand why the players don't like us in there, but the fans love us in there, and obviously yeah. we love being in there. So I just worry that somehow the players will figure out a way to keep us out. Yeah. That's my worry. I am worried about that too. I mean, it's that was the biggest scare, like when they first took it away, right? Because uh, they took it away even before the season got canceled last year, yeah. right? What, like 19 months ago? Um, yeah, I mean, Kawhi will come back before the locker rooms open. That's, oh yeah. Yeah. How much before is an open question. I hope it's next season. Yeah. And I hope you guys go check out Sabrina's stuff on ClipsNation.com and follow her on Twitter. Thank you. Or as Sabrina says in her native Paris, France, merci beaucoup. Merci so much, Sabrina. Oh, man, do we have more great guest stars coming up like Justin Russo and Tomer Azarli in a wonderful combo interview. Wow, you have that to look forward to. And then a super special secret guest star coming in to bring the show in for a landing. But before I toss to our spectacular Clipper Nation royalty guests, Sabrina brought up an excellent question for debate. Marcus Morris? Less than Nico Batum? Now look, she's French and she's sticking up for her fellow countrymen. But do we really know? That is a real head-scratcher. We need Marcus Morris. Marcus, education reform now, Morris Sr., We need Big Mook back to gauge whether or not Nico Batum is better than Marcus Morris at these points in their careers. Wow. Wow. Sabrina Merchant. I mean, that is a real mind bomb that she dropped. You know, Burbank Hank not here. So if you listened to Clipcast's last episode, and I know you did, he had his Clipper face mask in a bunch about me spilling the beans about the seven-year-old punchline to the joke I made about Brian Seaman. And since he's not here to get upset, I will reveal what I said seven years ago at the end of this episode. But first, let's go to Justin Russo and Tomer right now. Oh, Clipper Nation, we are here with Clipper royalty. And we know that Nicholas Batum is a French knight, but I think Justin Russo is a Clipper knight. With his encyclopedic or Wikipedic-like knowledge of Clipper facts and factoids, where can they find you, Justin? So, where can people listen to your podcast, Clip and Roll? Right? Yes, Clip and Roll. You can find it on the Blue Wire Network. Okay, beautiful. So, follow him at FlybyNight K N I T E. Listen to his podcast, Clip and Roll. Love this guy. All right, so I got three questions for you. One, is the one in four start more indicative to what this Clipper team is or the response, the seven to one response? I think they're both indicative, actually. I think because you never are who you are at the lowest point. You never are who you are at the highest point. So I think I think there's a middle ground between that, those two points. And I kind of think that's where they sit. So you, you think that and that middle ground means about 600 basketball, right? Yeah, about 600, 550, something like that. And, and if we're doing that, by the time Kawhi comes back, we're in real good shape. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Second question, when, look into your crystal ball, okay, when does Kawhi return? You don't have to tell me exactly the date, although Sabrina Marchand uh, <laughs> from Lyon, France, told me, I think March 21st, or Ma de on, as she said it. But anyway, so when do you think Kawhi returns? I honestly don't know. I mean, 
I, part, of me, part, part of me thinks he might not, and then another part of me thinks shortly after the All-Star break. So okay. I think I'll, it's first game after All-Star. I'll say, shor- I'll say shortly after the All-Star break. All right, and then last question before I let you go, and thank you so much no, for coming good. on the big show. Will they ever let you into the locker room? No. <laughs> they can't afford to let me into the locker room. They don't need me in the locker room. They don't need a short Italian guy in the locker room asking questions. I think, that's, that's I, think how, play, I think the players would really like you in the yeah, locker room. Don't mistake me for Joe Pesci, and then it'll be just like a sequel to Casino or something. Sure. At, at least it's a sequel to Casino and not Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. I actually like that movie. Eight Heads in a Duffel I will. I have been known to put that movie on at night and fall asleep to it because I find it funny, especially the scene where uh, he tortures, quote-unquote, the two, the two student, the two roommates right. to the main guy to find out where he when he he gets the wet towel and he and he he wraps it up and smacks it. I don't know why I find that scene just so funny to me. So eight heads in a duffel bag is Justin Russo's comfort food. Th- that is a good comedy movie. If I have to honestly be honest about it. I asked Boban Marjanovic when he was a Clipper when they let guys like me in the locker room, like guys like you and I. <laughs> uh, I asked him what's your favorite movie because he told me he would watch American movies. And his answer shocked me. What was it? White chicks. That's actually funny. That's actually really funny. I know. And this is before he was the star of John Wick 3. I bet bet his new favorite movie is John Wick 3. It it has to be John Wick. Boban, tell me, Boban's favorite movie now is probably John Wick 3? Yeah? Yeah. I I asked Boban what his favorite movie was, and he said white chicks. That makes sense. It shocked me. All right, Tomer, Tomer just jumped on the show. Let me ask you the same questions, Tomer. All right, here we go. All right, hold on. Are the one and four uh, start Clippers more indicative to what this team is or the response seven and one Clippers? Uh, I mean, you would say the response, yeah. I mean, their defense has been tremendous all year. Through the one and four start and through the, what are they, seven and one in the last eight games? So um, the defense has been there. The offense is been there for the most part so I think you really see a, a team that's you know locking in defensively and excuse me um, finishing it's, lunch it's here, finishing dinner here. Tuesday yeah uh, I think you'll, you'll see a team that's, that's really locking in defensively and um, you know figuring their way out offensively at least to start the season so far so all right study the tea leaves look at the cards and tell me exactly when Kawhi Leonard returns to this Clipper oh, wow. team um, well, I guess sometime in April, uh, sometime in March, I would say. I like March better than April. Yeah, I was. I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say sometime in so March. I thought if if we were under 500 going into All Star break, then maybe it's a wash and he doesn't return. But if we're playing 600 ball, like my buddy Justin Russo just said, we were going to 600 do. ball. I said 550. I said I think my. So you round it up, okay? That's okay. Fair. So if we're playing uh, 650 ball, like my buddy Justin Russo just <laughs> said, anyway, if we're playing 600, if we're over 500. He, he probably comes back, right? I mean, if he's ready. Depends on what the state of the West is and how his recovery is. He's just, he's just so, it's just so far away. Yeah, well, um, you know, yeah, you, you never know when you, six. Yeah, but you, you never know when you can have a setback in your recovery or uh, just stuff like that. So I know we want to be optimistic, but um, I think if, if they're on around 50, you know, 500, I think you could definitely see him returning, even if they're a little under. If they're just in, in, in the fight for a playoff seed I, right. and he's ready to return, you could definitely see him coming back as... They'd be like the most dangerous eight seed ever. ever if he's able to come back yeah. and be who he is usually. So, 
Before I let you go, where can they find you? Where can they listen to your Los Angeles sports podcast? Because you have an L Word and Clipper podcast, right? So that's been put on a little bit of a pause. Might, okay. might, might be starting a, a different Clippers podcast in the coming days. Yeah, without so, the L Word stuff. Without man. the L Word stuff. Oh, yeah, I, like, none I of those. support that 100%. <laughs> none of those other guys. It'll just be the Clippers. So, uh, But we'll, we'll see on that. You can follow me on Twitter, I guess, and Instagram. And that's um, at Tomer Azarly, right? Yeah, that's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y. Did I pronounce it correctly? You did, yes. Beautiful. You did. Final you question, did. will they ever let us back in the locker room? If they do, they shouldn't let Justin back in. He's never been. Oh, then let's just keep it that way. Okay, fine. As long as we keep it that way, I'm good with that. I mean, it's a locker room. We're going to lock out Justin. All right. Looking forward, Justin room. looking forward to the halftime show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a big episode. Wow, that was a good little piece. Anywho, my brain is still trying to wrap around that Sabrina Merchant bomb she dropped, that real head scratcher. Ooh, my gosh. I am really giving it a think. When Marcus Morris returns, will he be better than Nico Batum? Or will Nico Batum be a starter? Oh, on the trois, quatre, cinq. Will he still remain in the starting sank, or will it be Mook? Who will be better? Obviously, I say we want them both peak levels, and they will be complementary pieces. Oh, gang, we're just at the halfway mark right now, and this is the big-time halftime show because I got such a great surprise for you guys. Come on. I mean, when you think about Clippers podcasts, obviously – the first thing you think of is ClipCast because you are locked on, excuse me, watch out, locker room talk, hello, locked on, Clippers, yes. I think on the Mount Rushmore of Clippers podcasts, it's ClipCast, it's locked on Clippers, and then honestly, whatever else you want because those are the two big dogs, and we've got one of the big dogs William, the opinion uptight, who, by the way, has an opinion on something that is very upsetting. Let's go to William, the opinion uptight, for a big time locked on clipcast crossover spectacular. Yes, we love a great locked on clipcast crossover event. All right, I'm here with William, the opinion uptight. So let me ask you this, Will. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the one in four start, is that more indicative to what this team is or the eight and one response? Definitely the eight and one response. I mean, I think the biggest thing has been the defense has been so much more locked in and the offense is starting to click a little bit more. Uh, the bench I thought has been huge, especially like the last couple games, uh, today, they really got it going. That bench unit plus Reggie. In the third there, Reggie just went absolutely nuclear, and that's really what put the, this game away for me. But, yeah, I, I think that 8-1, and one, you know, 
they're that good. Yeah, they're that good. They're, you, you think they could be an 800 team for the rest of the season? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark it down. <laughs> I like it. I like the positivity. <laughs> Don't tell Chuck Mockler. I like the positivity of Willie Opinion Updike. All right, so second question for you. Look into your crystal ball. Tell mm -hmm. me when Kawhi returns. I'm not seeing it this season. Really? I'm not seeing it this season. E even if we're a top six team, and we're, we're a top six team in the All-Star break, and, we, and, and recovery is going well, you still think he's going to be conservative because that's what he's always done is be conservative with his body. It's all going to depend on where he's at. It, it doesn't matter what our record is. We okay. could be the number one seed in the West. If he's not ready and his staff doesn't feel like he's ready, he's not coming back. And, and haven't you heard what I've heard in, in that his recovery is going well? Yes, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we've heard about explosive box jumps. So Explosive box jumps. <laughs> yeah, so it's going pretty well. well. It's a family show. I don't like <laughs> normally to talk about explosive boxes. Okay, and my final question to you is, will they ever let us back in the locker room? Ever? Is this I the new so. normal? I hope I so, hope too. Hope. I, you know the players probably don't want us back in, right? Zubats does. He loves it. He loves the locker room chat. Oh, yeah. Game. Of course, right? He misses us. <laughs> he does. He misses us. <laughs> so do you think we'll be back ever? And if so, when? Maybe next season. Maybe, but like, I don't know, man. It seems like things are getting a little flared up again. Right. Like, I noticed they're being, uh, like, the, the employees are being a lot more, like, strict about people having their masks up and stuff in the crowd. So... Yeah, I, I don't know what's up to say. I think next season it's a possibility, but definitely this is going to be the norm for this season. Right. Yeah. We're not getting in that locker. I miss the locker room. I miss, like, finding out what the guys are into. I miss how casual and off the cuff they are when they're not at that stupid podium. Yeah, the post the post game is so much better in the locker room, for sure. Yeah. And now your thoughts on the new name. Here we are at the Tales from the Crypt Arena. I just found this out. Staples Center is no more. I guess it's the Christmas present that you never knew you wanted, but Staples Center is done. And on December 25th, it's the crypto.com something. Have you heard this? I No, I, I heard this. Uh, I, I always only call it LA Live. <laughs> I always say I'm going to LA Live. And you're talking about Staples. Yeah. Well, we call what it, else is here? We call it the hockey shit box on our show. <laughs> Because I'm like, after I went to that groundbreaking, I'm officially over Staples Center. You're done with it. I'm done with it. I, I literally don't want to be here. Like I, I come here because I love the Clippers. I love you guys. I love the fans. But I am so over this building. And now they're renaming it. I'm already over Crypto.com. I know. Are they gonna tear this down? You think after after the game? Yeah. He's <laughs> pointing right now, listeners, to the Staples Center logo that is at. I think this is the greatest sports bar. It's a little too dry for my taste, but this room that we're in, the Chick Hearn. I call it the Clippers calf. There was one night I was in here, Dodgers were playing that wild card game. If, they're, if they yes. win, they're in the playoffs, and if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. Jerry West is sitting right here, legs extended, crossed over, watching a Pelicans-Pacers preseason game. Of course. I don't know, I, maybe it, was, it was Pelicans somebody that didn't matter at all in the preseason. He's glued to it. Meanwhile, the Dodgers are playing for their lives. That's, it was how, amazing. that's, that's how you become the logo. You're locked in at all times. That's it right. doesn't matter. 
every game you play to win, even if you're just watching it. That's absolutely right. All right, so tell everybody where they can find you and where they can listen to your Clippers podcast. Sure thing, yeah. Uh, so I host Locked on Clips Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. You can check me out over on uh, iTunes or the podcast app, also Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, you know, all the places. Uh, check us out on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. All right, thank you very much, Will. Absolutely. Go Clippers, baby. Go yes. Clippers. Yes. Where Good the hell's win. Chuck? Uh, he's um, he's in the desert. He's been like traveling around uh, California. Chuck. We're gonna go off the air for the ayahuasca Chuck uh, Mockler stories that are about to happen. Sorry, you got to go to Lockdown Clips to get those stories. <laughs> The hockey shitbox is getting a new name. Does anyone care about the hockey arena that's going to be called something different on Christmas Day? Does anyone give a flying puck about a hockey arena with a new name? No. We care about a new basketball dome. A basketball arena built specifically for basketball. I've been to a lot of arenas in the NBA. I've been to... I've been, I think I've been at least half. And there's a noticeable difference between where the Jazz and the Hornets play and where the Knickerbockers and the L word blech and our beloved Clippers play because Knicks, Clips, they play in hockey arenas. And it's lame. There I said it. Madison Square Garden. You're lame! Oh, that's a bold take. <laughs> Madison Square Garden is lame. Where the Celtics play, the TD Garden, I believe, is also a hockey arena. I've never been there, so I can't speak for it. But I have been to Fenway, America's third greatest baseball park behind Wrigley and Dodger Stadium. The hockey shitbox is getting a new name, but all we care about is the Intuit Dome. And there's a big difference in an arena that is built specifically for basketball. It's much more advantageous to the fan in the building. And the fans in the building last night were terrific, and that's why we gave you such a big old smash-tacular episode of Clipcast. We are right now currently perched atop the four seed. We are tied for the four seed with the Jazz Holes, who play in a proper basketball arena built for basketball. And the Denver Juicy Nugs, who they got to play in a hockey shitbox, too, don't they? Yes, our new hockey shitbox is getting a new name, and it's called the Crypto.com. <laughs> Tales from the Crypto.com Arena. So lame. Also so lame was when Burbank Hank, last time on Clipcast, last week, last Wednesday, should we just drop episodes on Wednesday? No, I'll never commit to a day. Turn on your notifications, Clipper Nation, so you can know as soon as a new Clipcast is dropped. You never know when it's going to come, but it's coming. For 10 years, it's the Clipcast train is coming. All aboard the Clipcast train. Why are we on a train? We should be on a ship. Anyway, Hank didn't want me to tell this story that Brian Seaman pretended to be upset for seven years. Okay, he... Brian Seaman, the voice of the Clippers, we love him, my man crush, he says that he has been upset with me that there's been a burr in his saddle for seven years because of something I said on Clipcast, and he told me and Burbank Hank off the air, and Burbank Hank insisted I not spread that on Clipcast. Well, he's not here to shush me, and I will not be censored on my show, on my 10th season of my show. So I guess seven years ago I had Brian Seaman on the show. And, you know, we'd toss to the interview and then we'd come back. And back then, I would try to talk over Jacqueline. So 
I made a joke way late in the show. Like, so say Brian Seaman was on minute four through minute 12 of the show. And I assumed that Seams would listen to that show and listen to up until he was on and then probably lose interest, right? I mean, it drags on a bit for 48 minutes. Anyway, but apparently, evidently, he listened to the entire episode and listens to the show, bless him. So he listened to the entire episode and heard me say to Jack as a clear joke. And look, Chris Wilde was much wilder back in his 30s. Now it's a refined wild you hear before you today. He sips his beers, not chugs. Anyway, seven years ago, Chris Wilde was a real loose cannon. <laughs> and I said that Brian Seaman told me off the air that nobody, nobody parties like Fred Rogan. Fred Rogan, the dean of L.A. sports, goes through snow like a peak season at Mammoth. Does that make sense? He's got more snow in him than Frosty the Snowman. By the way, I'm the most woke snowflake of all. That's right. They call me Frosty the Snow They because I'm so woke. Anyway, Clipper Nation, wake up and assemble. That's what we did. But I made this joke seven years ago off the air, and it was obviously— No, excuse me. It was not off the air. It was on the air about what Brian Seaman said to me off the air, which was obviously a joke. And Burbank Hank really pretended, I think, to be upset. I know Brian Seaman was pretending to be upset, but maybe both these guys are really upset. Anyway, Clipper Nation, assemble. We are the four seed right now. we got to feel good about that. Kawhi Leonard— Waiting in the wings, Marcus Morris waiting in the wings. Terrence Mann, we miss you. Get better quickly, my man. We got a back-to-back coming up on the road. Let's win both of them. Hell, we got to split it. If we were to at very least split it, then we are 9-2 and two since that 1-4 and four start. But if we take them both, come on. The good times keep rolling. Let's start a new win streak. Our win streak sat at 7 excellent win streak we stubbed our toe on day two of two games in 23 hours that really upset me that was so rude league that was rude it was also rude when I admitted that Brian Seaman told me confidently that just between us and he said never say this on the air Fred Rogan parties hard bro he looked in the eye and said bro and and he had demons in his eyes, Brian Seaman, because I think one night he went out with Fred Rogan. That's what I, that's what I'm saying publicly on the record. <laughs> anyway, Hank is very upset right now on his Hollywood set with a massive two comedy legends, two comedy legends. One, you know him, you love him. He's Burbank Hank, and two, comedy royalty from Saturday Night Live, major motion picture star, and peer, honestly, to Burbank Hank or Hollywood Hank. I can't say because he signed an NDA. So I I respected your wishes on that, Burbank Hank. And you know I want to spill the tea, it's called, not spill the beans. Spill the beans is not a thing. I thought it was a thing literally for over four decades. I thought it was spill the beans. And it's actually spill the tea, right? Is spill the beans a thing? I don't think so. Spill the tea is a thing. That's when you gossip. Spill the beans. I don't, is that a thing? Let me know at Clipcast, at LA Clipcast, is spill the beans a thing? Guys, we are on a roll. Eight of the last nine. So much home cooking coming up after this back-to-back. I don't want to be that upset that the fact that Zion, if he even plays, that the Pels get us twice on night twos of back-to-backs in 11 days. Why do you hate us, NBA schedule? I get it. You hate us because we're the third 
tenant in the newly named Crypt Hockey Shitbox. I get it. The Hockey Crypt Box. I get it. We're the third tenant in the Hockey Crypt Box. Oh, that I think that'll make Burbank Hank happy because it's a family show, and now I'll stop cussing, and I'll start saying Hockey Crypt Box. That is a horrible stadium that we regrettably will play in. But in 2025, folks, there will be only one Los Angeles basketball team that plays in a proper basketball stadium like gentlemen, and then there will be another team that play in the Hockey Crypt Box. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Clipper Nation, assemble. We had such heroes on the show because Reggie Jackson has been a hero. Last night, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. At one point, he was, I know he was 8 for 22 at one point because that was my birthday. So, by the way, 8-22, start shopping now. Reggie Jackson could not hit the broadside of a barn, but then he went, as Will Updike said, nuclear in the third. And he was just on fuego, which is not French. I don't know what's French for on fire. I'll have to ask Sabrina Marchand, French Jeopardy champion, the next time I see her. Clipper Nation, we assembled for you. There are more Clipcast hats being pressed as we speak. So reach out to me, at Chris Wilde Says on the Twits, or at LA Clipcast on the Tweets. If you are going to be at the Hockey Crypt Box and you want a free Clipcast hat, that's right, free. Reach out to me and I will hand deliver it to you and we will chat about the Clippers. We will pound and we will enjoy ourselves. Come on, Clipper Nation. Let's sound that triumphant horn, that four-seed horn. Let's go. I'm here, I'm here. Cell phones ringing on a one-on-one. Head down to hockey crit box. Have some fun, it's okay. Love in LA. Hollywood Hank on the boulevard. Living in town with definitions of star. All of the Clippers, and we love who they are. It's the Clippers. I say, hey, hey, I got that one. I was on time for that. Hey, where's my parade? I'm Figueroa. It's okay. Hey, it's a beautiful night, a beautiful night in LA. The whole Clipper Nation rides a great blue sea. Not a place in the world. Rather be, it's alright. Okay, maybe Englewood. Okay, maybe I'd rather be in Englewood. So out of sight. We got Red Chief Paul, Hank and Chris. No, 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 we didn't have Hank. Crazy at the sound of the switch. It's not really red anymore. Have you noticed? Go, go, go. What 
What do you say, late great Eddie Money? Yes, Eddie Money sings the L.A. Clipcast theme song. If you had that on your French Jeopardy with Sabrina, Allez! Another last night in L.A. Every Clipper game. Hey! I mean, that is crazy to get attendance. Not in LA! I said, hey! No Clippers! Clippers! Hey! Next time on Clipcast, we'll talk about that 10K a game and attendance. Go Clippers!